was out three weeks with the COVID. I ain't know who was playing. <sighs> you better pick him the rest of the way, bro. I know that. <laughs> I, 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 boy I said hot. She's so hot, boy. <laughs> I, I don't really like saying it like that. You know, he just <laughs> he just perturbs me. I said, man, I'm know? sick of these commercials, bro. I, <laughs> I mean, he killing Gary Danielson. I, I, I know. I, I said, know how you feel. I said, when, boy, said, gotta find something to be be mad about, bro. When the Gators played, bro. Even when you had your boy Vern Lundquist, now that he out the picture. Thank God, one more to go. So now you, now, now, old Gary. Y'all can't stand Gary either. I, I, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna be for him. <laughs> Before we get going, man, this is not a political show by any means. This is not CNN. This is not CNBC. This is not Fox. But uh, <laughs> I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy with uh, the turnout of the election. Uh, I'm glad that uh, we have a new president, you know, President-elect Joe Biden. And the reason I'm playing this song in the background because the greatest meme of all time dropped last night when Joe was running out to the stage. <laughs> and they put this music behind Joe trotting out to the stage, man. So uh, I just been laughing all day, you know, at that meme because it was so funny, bro, how they put this together. But, you know, in all seriousness, man, you know, just want to give a congratulations to um, uh, Joe Biden and the first ever African-American um, woman uh, that's a that's a vice president, man. Just uh, just a major monumental uh, thing that took place, man. And, um, you know, you know, just, you know, just uh, feels good. Feels good that the, the temperature uh, of the nation, uh, you know, should be changing everything that we've been through the last. Uh, four years. So, like I said, not a political show, but just wanted to say congratulations to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris uh, on their victory on this past week. But you got anything on that, man? Yeah, man. Just uh, congratulations to uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris for being the uh, first woman to be vice pre black woman to be vice president. First woman. So, uh, congratulations to them. They got a lot of work to do. Mm -hmm. They got a lot of work to do, but. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like uh, the United States of America is in good hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just interested to, uh, you know, see how this thing goes, man. Like I said, you know, you can go over and listen to the Reduce Lunch podcast after this and hear all my political views uh, on everything that took place, man. But like I said, you know, just wanted to say congratulations to Joseph Biden Jr. and uh, Kamala Harris on getting the job done uh, over this past week. All right, man, so we're going to go ahead and transition over to sports very, very fast. We have a loaded, loaded, loaded show, and I guess y'all you know who's talking to you by now, but I'm going to introduce myself once again. as one of your favorite sports sergeants, Dedra L. Hicks Jr., back in the building one more time to give it to you raw and uncut. And this your man, Black. We back in the building for another episode. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And of course, of course, and I know, you know, when this guy's back and he's here, you know, he's uh one of your favorites by now. He should be. But he's not one of my favorites. Cedric Farr, welcome back Yo, to the Yo, what's going on, fellas? How was y'all weekend? 
pretty good, man. I'm sure it wasn't better than yours. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. But I am glad to be back. This your man, Gators Mang, mm. a.k.a. Tyrone Koppel, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Trask for Heisman. Mm. We'll get into all of that on this episode of the Sports This Episode 85, man. But let's go ahead and go ahead and pay those dollars. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack! All right, all right. Welcome back to episode 85 of the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk, man. We are loaded on the docket, man. A lot of football to talk about today. A lot of college football to talk about. Of course, we're going to talk about Gators and the Dogs. We're going to talk about the Tigers and the Irish. We're going to get into some Heisman conversation as well. Um, And we're going to talk about, once again, advocating for the firing of Mike Norvell and absolutely getting into... The Michigan Wolverines absolutely wet in the bed against Indiana on yesterday. We're going to transition into the National Football League. Um, we're going to talk a little WWE today as well, man. We're going to get out of here, man. We're going to get out of your hair so you guys can get along with your week. All right, man. So let's go ahead and jump right into it, man. We're going to get into our start bench or cut. And this is based off a conversation that I just seen emerge really over the last two weeks. And I was interested to see. Uh, where the guys are, are at about this one. Blue Sports Desk. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? LeBron James. Le- LeBron James. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's go ahead and get into it, man. Our star adventure cut, and I thought this is—I think this is a valid conversation in the National Football League, and I'm um, just very interested to hear uh, what the guys think about this here. So, you got three wide receivers on my list today. Uh, I would like to say right about now, these are probably the top three receivers in all of football. I could be wrong; somebody might want to add another receiver to this list, but just with the production that I'm seeing this season, I think this is valid. So, Black, let's get into it, man. Star adventure cut. If you had to take two receivers and tell the other receivers, we'll get at your dog we'll get at your dog you know what i'm saying what we're going with black so you got number one wide receiver from the green bay packers Devontae adams all right now number two we got wide receiver from the atlanta falcons julio Jones. and from the now arizona cardinals we got that pit bull out there uh deshaun hopkins out there wide receiver so talk to me man adams jones hopkins who you starting who you benching who you cutting uh, I'm going to start DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going to bench Devontae Adams, and I'm going to cut Julio Jones. What, what, what's up with you and Julio? Every time we talk about Julio Jones, what's up with you? What's hey, up with you? bro? bruh, can't stay on the field, bruh. He can't stay I'm, on the I'm, field. Okay. He ain't healthy, bruh. Like, when he on the field... He don't score touchdowns, bro. These other guys, they score touchdowns, bro. That's what the game about, scoring touchdowns, bro. Okay, if you say so. 
All right, Sid, talk to me, man. Uh, who you starting? Who you bench? Who you cutting? Adams, Jones, or Hopkins? Uh, I'm gonna start Hopkins, bench Adams, and Julio. Really? Stay in the A. Wow. Wow. Appreciate that, Sid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm starting Julio Jones on my team. Of course. I mean, I, I really, don't, I don't really understand. You know, saying the thought process of y'all just dismissing. Uh, this man when he is on the field when he is healthy. Um, I just don't, I just don't get why he is being dismissed. But hey, you guys are entitled to your opinions, okay? Uh, I'm going to bench uh Deshaun Hawkins. Um, I'm not. Ain't it Deshaun Hawkins? What's his name? Deshaun Hawkins. DeAndre. Hopkins. DeAndre Hawkins. I'm tripping. Bro, yeah. get the man name right. That's why bro. I asked. That's why I asked. <laughs> I get him and Deshaun anyway. DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. I am benching. DeAndre Hopkins and I'm gonna let uh Devontae Adams uh have a seat uh for this week. All right. So in my opinion, these are the top three receivers in football. Uh I'm so glad Michael Thomas is not on this list uh right now. I've been telling y'all about dog uh for the longest, and I know he's been hurt and all this stuff in New Orleans, but nah. He ain't he wasn't ever on my list like that. You know what I'm saying? But uh I'm glad he ain't on it right now. So Devontae Adams, in my opinion, has always been better than Michael Thomas. But hey, we could talk about that at another yeah, time. Yeah, we definitely got to talk yeah, about that. Yeah, we could talk about that at another time. All right. So again, listeners who are, who are listening to out there listening, y'all talk to us. Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, who you starting, who you benching, or who you cutting. All right, man, we're going to go into our sign of the week. Now, Black, I'm going to bring back a classic. This is our first ever throwback uh, sign of the week. I feel like it's been long enough. I've been sitting on it, and I've been wanting to play it. Uh, for a long time now, and I said, you know what? Today is the day we're going to revisit history here at the sports desk and quite possibly play the funniest soundbite you have ever, ever heard. What did you think about? What you? I beat him. Everybody out there know I beat him. Everybody out there know I beat him. I controlled the fight. He was missing. I hit him clean more times. I beat him. You averaged eight punches. Less than eight punches was the most punches that you had in the round, and it seemed as though you couldn't get it close enough. Like, it already sounded like you was against me, so I already ain't, I already, I already ain't got a fair shake talking to you, but let me talk something. Let me let y'all know. I want to thank the whole hood who came out here. I love y'all. I did this for the hood. Y'all know I beat that boy. Y'all know I beat that boy. They trying to, what they trying to do is they trying to get that money again with Pacquiao and um, Floyd, but it's cool. I ain't worrying about it. I'm still that nigga, man. I'm on top Cincinnati. Stand up. West side. 2-5. You're 3-3 three, three and 1 in your last seven fights. What will you do next? Hey, I'm 3-3 three, three and 1 my last seven, but I'll be 7-0 seven, no against you. Well, that wouldn't mean much. That's the end of this interview. <laughs> yeah, oh, my bad, man. Yeah, so uh, that was the great comedian historian Adrian Bronner. Adrian Bronner after the fight with Manny Pacquiao, man. I'm telling you, dog, there is nothing more funnier than that. It's... It's, it's not, not, bro. It's not, bro. I mean, you have to like play some clips from like The Rock dissing somebody, or oh, oh, oh. but like as far as like pure comedy, bro, I ain't never seen that. That, funny that literally that, bro. had us on the floor live, bro. Yes, bro. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. I was grabbing my chest, wheezing, bro, at this fool, man. After the fight, man, but to my, I beat him. Everybody out there know I beat him. Like, no, bro, you didn't win around. You didn't win around against Pacquiao. But anyway, yeah. So that was our sign of the week, Adrian Broner, man. We'll probably play this probably at least six times a year here on the Sports List, so we'll never, ever forget uh, that fantastic memory uh, in sports history. All right, man, we're going to get into 
our top five and our wrestling our wrestling fans, our wrestling listeners, wrestling lovers, whatever you want to call yourself, we are working our way back. We are working our way back into the wrestling scene. So we got another one for you with the top five. And uh thank you guys will like this one. Let's go. Get into our top five of the week, man. And me and Black ain't we gonna we you know here at the sports says we are very honest. And me and Black literally didn't come up to with a top five until like 10 minutes ago. So uh, <laughs> we are we are really shooting from the hip with this one this week. But this is a good one, though. We, we feel like our wrestling fans would really appreciate this one, man. And uh before we get into our top five, we're gonna be expanding on our wrestling coverage. Now I'll let you guys know what that is uh, towards the end of the show. But here we go, Black. We're gonna give our top five main events. From WrestleMania, our top five main events from WrestleMania. Black, like he is super unprepared, but we'll no, see where good. he's at. All right, Black, give me your top five main events of WrestleMania history, man. All right, we got WrestleMania five. The Mega Powers oh, collide. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> the Mega Powers collide. Oh yeah, okay. we had Macho yeah. Man and okay, Hulk Hogan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Macho Man and uh, yeah. was mad at Elizabeth yeah, yeah. for uh, yeah. for uh, okay. bike doing, oh. you know, bike doing, yeah. going over there with uh, Hulk okay. Hogan. Okay, and we got that at number five. At number seven, I mean, I, I mean, at number four. I'm sorry, at number four, I got WrestleMania seven. Champ versus Champ, the Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk. WrestleMania six. Hoga. Six, six. No, that's seven. WrestleMania six. I looked six. at it. WrestleMania six. Okay, WrestleMania six. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, at number three, I got WrestleMania thirty. Daniel Bryan runs the mm. gauntlet and becomes the champ for the first time mm. in his career. One of my favorites all time. Just the energy in New Orleans in mm. that crowd when Dan- when Daniel Bryan movement was was big. Sure. At number two, I got WrestleMania. 35, uh, Becky Lynch, Ronda mm. Rousey, mm. Uh, Charlotte Flair, the first women to headline a WrestleMania. Okay. And then at, uh, at number one, WrestleMania 14, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus uh, Shawn Michaels. Mm. And Stone Cold Steve Austin wins the championship. Mike Tyson punches Shawn Michaels in the face <laughs> and gives uh, Shawn Mike- Stone Cold gives Shawn-, Shawn Michaels a stunner to win the WWE Championship. Yes, great, great, great moment, great moment. Uh, for number five for me, WrestleMania 15, Rock versus Austin. The first time, perfect storyline. This storyline was a year in the making, a whole year of Stone Cold Steve Austin and Rock and My Via. And it was a great match as well, too. I really enjoyed that one. WrestleMania 30, I'm right there with you, Black. Danny Bryan runs the gauntlet. Taking care of Triple H, uh, opening match, and then going on the Triple H, Triple Threat match against Randy Orton and Dave Bautista to win the Undisputed Championship. Very great night down there in New Orleans. At number three, in my opinion, the greatest match in WrestleMania history. WrestleMania 26, the streak versus the career. 
Uh, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 26. If you haven't seen it, yeah, yeah, I seen you I, double checking, my boy. Yeah, if you haven't seen that match, go ahead and check it out. WrestleMania 26, Heartbreak Kid versus the Undertaker. At number two, WrestleMania 5, the Mega Powers explode. I mean, my God, <laughs> the greatest storyline in wrestling history. I'm talking about that and NWO storyline right there. Hulk Hogan, Macho Man Randy Savage for the WWF Championship. Mm, beautiful. And at number one, in my opinion, the second greatest match of all time in WrestleMania history, WrestleMania six, champion versus champion, the Intercontinental Champion, Ultimate Warrior, mm. the WWF Champion, Hulk Hogan, going at it in the Warrior, ultimately becoming, I think he was the first ever double champion in WWF history, uh, winning the World Wrestling Federation title from Hulk Hogan. So that was fun. Well, we usually don't agree a lot on our top five, but yeah, yeah, we yeah. have a few in there. Yeah, that WrestleMania 5 <laughs> and WrestleMania 6, man. It's, yeah, it's, I was it's, wrong. It's, I said 7. Yeah, it, it was six. hard. I'm it was sorry. hard. It was hard. So, yeah, man. So, yeah, all of our wrestling listeners, supporters, and even non-wrestling uh, supporters, if you know a little bit about WrestleMania, y'all hit us up. Let us know what your favorite main, uh, main events was uh, from WrestleMania. All right, man. Here we go, man. We're going to transition into our tweet of the week, man. And, boy... I'll tell you what, Black, we're going to get into it, but as a Florida State fan, you know, the year just gets more hard, harder, hardest, hard that, whatever you want to call it, man. So we're going to get into a tweet right after the Florida State Seminoles got uh, absolutely cream puffed uh, by the Pittsburgh Panthers. This is from my man's at Cheer Up Stanley. Now, Cheer Up Stanley changed his tweet name. Uh, due to the fact that Florida State has been losing. So he needs somebody to help cheer him up. He explained why he changed his name. Going to get this out of head of things and say it right now. Hashtag Fire Novell. It'll be, he said, I think it'll be sooner than later. MSU made a poor decision hiring him. Awful showing uh, by him and the coach, coaching staff today, today. Probably the worst I've seen since the 56-10 blowout on Jim, Jim, when Jimbo Fisher was the head coach when Florida State went to Norman and lost to Oklahoma. And one last thing, at Coach Norvell, wear your mask. You're undisciplined. The team is undisciplined. Florida State is already sick of the Norvell era. This is from my dog, at Cheer Up Stanley on the Twitter. And I also have five more uh, tweets. Like, are you ready for these tweets? Mm -hmm. The first tweet is Fire Novell. You ready for the next one? Fire Novell. You ready for the third one? Fire Novell. And you want to know who the last two tweets are from, Sandy's? It's from your boy, me. Fire Novell. And then on my last one, it said, Fire Novell for the people in the back who couldn't hear it. <laughs> we'll get into that in just a little bit. And he said, wipe that smirk off your face. <laughs> Over there while your dogs Are going through something right now Alright man with all that being said We're going to go ahead and get into college football I for one black cannot wait To get into everything that uh, Week 10 of the college football season uh, Has given us And of course we will now be playing Florida State's Marching Band music I don't know the next time we will play it So uh, you know don't ask Alright here we go Oh man let's, let's show the SEC
All right, all right, all right, all right. That was a SEC on CBS theme song since we can no longer play the Florida State Marching Band ever again here on the Sports Desk. So let's get right into it, man. Week 10 of the college football season was this past weekend. And man, I think it was one of the better weekends in college football. And uh, let's get right into the first game of the week. And I know our college football correspondent, Cedric Farr, is uh, roaring to get going. So, Black, we're going to let Ced kick this one off, man. We're going to let this man have, you know, the stage. We're going to let him, you know, get everything off of his chest because this has been three, four years in the making uh, for Cedric Farr and the Gator faithful. And then what am I per, uh, pertaining to? The Florida Gators defeated the Georgia Bulldogs uh, yesterday up here in Jacksonville, Florida. 44 for the Gators, 28 for the Dogs. Gators snapped their three-year losing streak against Georgia. Say it, talk to me, man. What'd you think about the game? What was your highs? What was your lows uh, throughout the game? I must say you're very entertaining uh, when you're tweeting live uh, with the Florida, uh, while the Florida Gators are playing, especially in a game that's like really, really intense. Y'all should go check out Tyrone Copple's tweets while he's watching the Gators playing. So, yes, yeah, talk to me about yesterday's game, man. Um, man, it was exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, first couple touchdowns they got, I was like, man, here we go again. I ain't going to lie to you. Your boy was shook. But football is four quarters. And um, we made our adjustments, and I felt shoot, we gave them more than they should have had. Um, but it was a great game, great game plan by Dan Mullen and the staff. Uh, I was proud of my defense by not getting bullied. And, um, yeah, great game, great game. I'm glad the streak is over. And I was just telling somebody that um, Georgia losses really didn't bother me till Kirby got done. When I was coming up on the spur, they we just beat them. They was a rival. They was a non non existent. But once Kirby got the, it, I don't know. The energy just shifted like mm-hmm. towards. And then as I know, I knew how it meant to him being a former player. So in my mind, and I know I got, I picked against my Gators, but in my mind, he's their Spurrier. Played there, lost against them. So when he came back to coach, like that game, I just felt he was gonna come to that game and give us everything he had, but. Uh, they quarterback players atrocious. Atrocious, and it's like uh, I was one of my homeboys was texting me. He was like, "This the best they got," and I was like, "I don't care about their problems." And he was <laughs> like, "I really don't." And then he was like, "Well, then you'll take it any kind of way." I was like, "No, they had Justin Fields. You ran him off. You ran uh Jacob Eason off, and just like you got a highly talented kid sitting on the bench." Granted, I know you don't want to throw no freshman out there against, well, but why lose. not? What you got to lose looking at the two people you threw out there. So, um, like I said, once again, great win. It just sets up everything in our, in our plate. We just got to execute and so let hopefully me ask, we'll be in the Atlanta. Well, let me ask you this. What was the um, what was the major takeaway that you took from your team's performance uh, yesterday? What did you see? Who did you see? What was the main thing that you were saying, all right, this is showing me that we can go on to play for a championship. Uh, main thing, it was just the game plan. Like he, it, uh, the game plan that Mullen put together, like the swing routes out the backfield. Mm-hmm. That's that was mm-hmm. on film. That had to be that had to be something they seen on film to keep. Mm-hmm. You get two hundred and twelve yards out of receiving out the backfield yeah. out of running backs. So I just like Mullen's game plan uh, against anybody. He's gonna execute. 
He's gonna watch film and get the uh, game plan ready for the uh, offense. Okay. Uh, defensively, they're getting better. They're getting better. Uh, that Texas A&M hurt. The loss still hurts because I don't know. It just sets up. I think it hurts more now because if we get to the SEC championship and lose to uh, Alabama to a 45-42 game, now that's two losses instead of that's one. And you know, one and well, shoot, they just lost to the top. One or two teams, so throw them in the playoffs versus A and M. Now they on the outside looking in. Don't even might not, they not, they don't have to go to the SEC championship and still may get a playoff berth. So, mm-hmm. but all we can control is what we control. Control and we shouldn't lose the rest of the way. I agree. All right, Black. Thank you, said for your take uh, on the Florida Gators yesterday defeating the Georgia Bulldogs. Black, talk to man. What did you see with the Gators and the Dogs yesterday? Of course, with Gators getting the win, forty-four to twenty-eight. Oh uh, yeah, man. Just like just like said said, man. Game planning was through the roof, man. Dan Mullen is a genius, man, on the offensive side of the ball. So kudos to him with the game planning today. And let's <clears throat> let it be known, Georgia offense is trash. It's trash, bro. Like it's really trash. Like other than a run game and you load the box, it's nothing much they can do. A quarterback play is trash. Uh, just everything about the offense is trash. But um, I picked Gators to win this game, and 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 I knew Georgia wouldn't be able to uh hold that offense down. <clears throat> they did the same. They 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 did the same thing against Bama. You know, they played Bama good for two quarters, and then the floodgates opened uh against Bama. So, uh, shout out to Florida on winning. It was it was a really good game. Like I said, I said the 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 play out the the running backs out the backfield that was a big deal and then you had different players uh, step up uh, when uh, when the tight end when Pitts Pitts went out so shout out to Shorter and those guys man they they played big ball shout out to Florida man it's a big win for them they finally got over the hump in Georgia now it's, hey it's the real like everyone saying everybody saying you hear it everywhere it's the road to Atlanta from here so shout out to those guys on getting a big win against Georgia. Yeah, it was no surprise for me whatsoever with Florida getting the win uh, over Georgia yesterday. But just looking at some of the stats, man, you know, 29 first downs uh, for Florida and 12 for Georgia. Uh, The biggest stat line of the day uh, that I see, Georgia still outrushed Florida 165 to 97. But it's a passing game after that. You know, 474 yards, 112. That's abysmal. That's (laughs) egregious. The quarterback play for the Bulldogs is atrocious. They look absolutely uh, incompetent at quarterback. Like, you're not going to get any type of push on the offense against those guys. I mean, are we really surprised? We saw it in the Alabama game. Hmm. Like, they had no way of getting the engine going and getting the car down the street mm-hmm. because they have nothing at quarterback. And this is my thing. Like, I hate the fact when you have these freshmen on your team, I don't care nothing about them being freshmen. Throw them in there. They got talent and sitting there for a reason. Ain't those two quarterbacks for Georgia, they are trash. Trash. This guy who you got sitting on your bench who's a freshman, he got to be better than both of them. Got to be. <laughs> and if he going to be the guy, get him in there. Even if he takes a loss, he can get them lumps early. And then, my God, who knows what can happen. But I just think the game plan of Dan Mullen, which goes back to what I'm saying, this man is a top three coach in college football. I love his energy. I love the way he carries himself. Everything about him. That foolishness that you saw that they find him for when they uh, got uh, beat up by the probation boys at, uh, in the second <laughs> quarter last week. What you think the dividends was that? The dividends of that was? Mm-hmm. The dividends was the energy that we seen from the Gators coming out yesterday and handling that betting. I said they came out there and they handled that betting. 
And then what you think is going to carry on from that? Did you see Dan Mullen after the game in the locker room? He wasn't giving no, hey, guys, I tell you what, you guys played hard and nah. He was in there whooping. <laughs> he was in there doing a stanky leg. And I'm seeing recruits on my timeline that are scheduled to come in to Florida. And guess what these recruits are saying? I can't wait to play for this guy. And I'm going to back up my statement that I said last week. The Florida Gators will win multiple championships in the next five years. The Florida Gators will win the SEC this year. I'm going to go ahead and say the Florida Gators will beat Alabama this year. They will beat them. Because Dan Mullen got to figure it out. He got the formula. He got the formula. And I want to apologize to Kyle Trask. I said he was going to be a game manager quarterback that didn't make too many mistakes. I'm totally wrong about that. This man is Mm. now a top three Heisman candidate. Mm. I apologize, Kyle Trask. I never dissed Trask. I never said he was trash. Never. But I just said, oh, he's going to be another game manager for the Gator quarterback. But I seen some things in Trash yesterday. That boy cut that thing back and let it go a couple times on them boys. And the Bulldogs weren't even expecting that. Mm-mm. So, great performance by Florida. This shit carried them all the way to the SEC Championship for the absolute showdown with the Alabama Crimson Tide. And then after that, they'll be playing for a national title. I don't see another team. Who, who, who going to beat Florida besides Clemson? When they get uh, Sunshine back. That's the only team I think that can beat them. Because of the quarterback play. That's the only team I think that can beat them. NTN and Trevor Lawrence. That's it. I don't see nobody else going to beat these boys. And I'm not. I hate Florida. Let's get this out of the way. So don't bother to be texting me to a boy. You crazy. <laughs> boy, you, boy, boy. Nah, bro. Don't text me. Just so I put out there. The hate is still the same. But I'm a realist. I'm a fan of football. And I'm seeing it. I'm just seeing it. So shout out to Dan Mullen. Shout out to the Florida Gators ending that streak, winning the game. And, you know, we'll see if they can handle what's next. Because when you get a big win like this, everybody's patting you on the back saying, hey, 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 you guys are doing it. You guys are doing it. But then you mess around and play Kentucky, and Joe Gate will put that rah-rah on you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I don't think that's going to happen, though. Say so you got something else on that? Nah, it's just funny you say that, because uh, guess who come to uh, Gainesville Saturday? Who that? Mr. Felipe Franks. Mm. Motivation game for him. Yeah. He'll be ready to play. But it ain't going to mean nothing. <laughs> it's not going to mean nothing at all. ain't going to mean nothing. Arkansas going to get out there and get molly whopped. molly whopped. Black, anything else on the Florida or uh, Georgia? Yeah, man. I'm just, it's just like, you, uh, like you said about Florida, man. Uh, I was one of the ones at the beginning of before football season kicked off, picked Mr. Trask to be in the, this Heisman race, man. And this kid. He just picked up where he left off from last year. Like he's gotten better. Yeah. Like you know, and in you every way, it. you know, in the in in everything off season would would have been cut for Corona. This kid looked like he hasn't missed a beat, and that's kudos to Dan Mullen in this offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so shout out to the Florida Gators. Like it's you literally, you literally to beat the Florida Gators, you have to be able to score forty points or more. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. But. Uh, no one is standing in their way, man. Uh, it's going to be the showdown in, in, in Atlanta with them in Bama. And it's basically, I think that's going to come down to who had the ball last, honestly, because that's going to be a shootout. That's going to be one for the ages right there. But uh, if Florida is primed in, in, in good position, you know, I, I'm looking at the polls and seeing A&M on top of them. I know that, that got to hurt, you know, uh, Dan Mullen, knowing that he took that loss and they sitting at six and uh, A&M at five. But uh, they don't look like a bad loss no more with them with A and M being five. So, uh, yeah. 
it's hey, it's Florida. Like Florida just gotta do it, control it. They control their own destiny. Like yeah, they can't slip. They can't slip up. They can't make no mistakes. But Dan Mullen got these guys rolling, so they'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be ready fine. To go. They'll be fine. Yeah, I don't expect Florida to trip up, man. We'll but we'll keep our eye close to it because Lord knows if they do trip up, your boys right here will be ready to cover it. <laughs> I tell you that. I tell you that. Oh no! So up. Be right in here. I'll be doing an on location show. Yeah. <laughs> Coming straight to your driveway. Yes, sir. All right, man. Let's go ahead and get into the biggest game of the week. Uh, the number one ranked, then ranked Clemson Tigers took on the number four, then ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Uh, very entertaining game. Irish get the win, forty-seven to forty, in double overtime. Man, of course, the Tigers were without. Uh, number one pick, I'm going to go ahead and say it, Trevor Lawrence um, last night. But, um, Black, let's go ahead and dive right into the game. All week long, we've been hearing, can Notre Dame get the big win? Can they get the big win? Can Ian Book put it together and get the big win with Clemson coming into town? And then, you know, Black, they was able to get that win. So what was your takeaway overall? One, on Notre Dame getting the win, and just two, what did you see with this game? Um, Big win for Notre Dame. Big win for them. They finally got... The win they needed, the big win against a, a top five ranked team, and they got it no matter who's playing. Uh, Clemson is a top notch recruiting re- recruiting school, so they have the players, they have the athletes that are be able to step in. You know, if they have something go on, which they did, they had the number one quarterback in the nation that played for them last night, and this kid didn't disappoint. Like he was twenty nine for forty four, four thirty nine, and two touchdowns. But the difference in this game was Travis Etienne. He only had eight, 18 mm-hmm. carries for 28 yards. Mm-hmm. Like, that can't happen, mm-hmm. you know. And Notre Dame took the major piece away from Clemson in, in Travis Etienne. So, that's what I think that's what – well, I know that's what put them over the top. When you hold him in check, you got a good chance of beating Clemson. But shout-out to uh, Ian Book. Ian Book, we were just talking so bad about you last week, bro. And you showed up, played good football. He was 22 for 39. 310 and one touchdown. Uh, running back from Notre Dame was two, had 23 carries, 140, and three touchdowns. I mean, they ran the ball down Clemson's throat last night. And that's, you know, that also will put you over the top when you're controlling the clock with that run game, man. And uh, got the overtime and made the plays they needed to make, you know. So shout out to Brian Kelly, Notre Dame, for finally get that, for getting that big win that they needed. Uh, Notre Dame is another team. They just they got to take care of business in the ACC moving forward. Can they? You know, we we all know Notre Dame to slip up when they shouldn't. But I think Brian Kelly had these boys uh, ready to go, and we'll see moving forward what Notre Dame is able to do. Yeah, I I, I didn't I didn't I didn't take away. I just got to get this off my my mindset. So that's why I went in front of you, but. I didn't take nothing away from Notre Dame winning this game. And you want to know why? Because in a couple of weeks in the ACC championship, guess who they're going to have to play? And guess who's going to be at quarterback waiting on them? Blue-eyed sunshine. I thought that coming into this game, I said Notre Dame is going to get this win. If they get this win, and the country is just going to be like, they finally got the win. And no disrespect to my dog, DJ Ungugulala. He came to play yesterday. He did. 400-plus yards passing. He looked great last night. I had to blink twice just to make sure that that thing said freshman next to his name. Clemson is okay. When the blue-eyed angel go away, Lord have mercy. It ain't stopping. 
<laughs> but Travis Etienne, you can't have 29 yards on the ground. And he fumbled. And he fumbled. Just a terrible <laughs> performance by the senior leader on this team. Just something shocking. Ian Book, I'm not a fan of Ian Book. But he played a good game. But you got to give him his respect, bro. But I bust out laughing when he was wide open, butt naked, getting ready to run into the end zone, and this fool fumbled. I say, look at him, there you go again. I would text him my homeboy, shout out Charles. I say, there you go. There you go again. <laughs> Ain't nobody. I mean, Buddy just touched his shoulder pad. You done gave the ball up. I say, there you go. There you go. And I think Dabble got our coach late in that game. I think Dabble made some, had some miscues coaching-wise in the last four minutes of that game. You know, and, and Brian Kelly just capitalized on it. I think that Clemson defense, man, the leader wasn't on the field last night. I can't think of the kid name, but he was out, the linebacker number four to seven. Yeah, 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 he, he was out. out. So their leader on the defense, he was not in the game, and they was they was not making tackles. They was missing assignments. And I think Dabble just couldn't get them guys going and, 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 and to get a stop. And then you get this. They recruit well. No, 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 no. I know. I know they that. They recruit well, D. I know I that. I'm not, I'm not saying that they don't, but I'm just saying the defense missed a lot last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could, it's, you could look at the score. They gave up 47 points. And that's you know usually doesn't happen on the Clemson that's defense. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then when you're missing the leader of your defense, that could hurt. But I'm going to say respect for Notre Dame and getting the win. But look, bro, in just a couple of weeks. What is it? The two, it's the two the, the, best yeah, teams? Yeah, the two best teams. Not, the, not the, right. either side. No, the okay. two best teams. Okay, okay. So look, bro. In a couple of more weeks, they're going to have to face Clemson again. And Sunshine will be there. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Say, talk to me about last night's, man, last night's game with the Notre Dame fighting Irish and the Clemson Tigers. What were your takeaways, sir? Um, I really ain't watched that game. Okay. I was still high off my win, and I was flicking back and forth between other games. Next thing you know, I fell asleep and woke up and seen they lost. Uh, mm-hmm. But I know it'll be different once they get the general back. Mm-hmm. Um, Defense going to have to tighten up. Mm-hmm. And then you, we know, two college it's big momentum, momentum heavy, momentum heavy. So, mm-hmm. granted, Notre Dame didn't play against Trevor Lawrence, but it's in their head. We done beat him. I-, I got you. He put his pants on just like we do. I got you. So, if I'm Brian Kelly, let's hey run it back. Yeah, let's run it back. We, we got the upper edge. Y'all got to, y'all got to beat us. I y'all got the underdog. I got so you. we'll see. I feel that. I like that. I, I like that analogy, Dan, because it is true. It is true. But uh, I guarantee. <laughs> I guarantee you, though, the next time they play Clemson, Brian, Brian Kelly going to lose a little bit of more sleep. He's not going to be able to go to bed and get his customary sleep knowing that uh, the Blue-Eyed Angel uh, will be waiting. Go ahead, Zed. With that said, though, what y'all think is going to be different? What's different? What's what's? Because you already said. Okay, then. Because I'm going to say if Trevor Lawrence put up them same numbers, what's going to Because you're going to be so worried about uh, Sunshine. Correct. You Correct. know, Travis NTN, and then Correct. this one thing I noticed about Correct. the game last night. Adu, uh, DJ Aluwalu. Aluwalu. Angulai. Angulai. He didn't throw the ball out the backfield that much to Travis NTN, and yeah. that's what Travis NTN, when Trevor Lawrence is in the game, he thrives. He thrives. Yes, absolutely. And that did not happen much. Yeah. Alu was getting the ball down the field. Yeah. Like down the field, and his numbers speak for it. Yeah. You know, so uh, yeah. I think that'll be a big difference when they play again. I promise you, Travis Ntn will have twenty five plus carries next time they play Notre Dame. Yeah, and then he'll be mixed up. More. He'll be mixed up more on the play calling because he was getting traditional handoffs in this game. Yeah, he was. And then the Clemson got down early again, and they couldn't afford that, so they couldn't even dictate the tone of the game. 
you know, with NTN, you know, being down with 13, nothing before they scored their first point. Mm-hmm. So they, they on the road. Dabo can't afford to let that lead get bigger on the road, especially up there. You know, so that's what I think happened. That but I think going to be a neutral site. Yeah, North, yeah, North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, North Charlotte. Carolina. Charlotte. Yeah, so I'm, 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 I'm guessing, you know, not I'm guessing, but with Sunshine get back, the whole, everybody on Divas is going to be glued on him. They're going to be, and then NTN going to be able to run wild again. And then you've seen what Trevor, Long, don't get me wrong, the DJ Anglier, <laughs> <laughs> he's been doing a fantastic job. That you can't, even in a loss last night, you can't ask for no more from that kid. Yeah. He did a way, way better job than people uh, expecting him to do, man. Way better job than people expecting him to do. Yeah, he was, he was, he was determined to get that ball downfield. You know, he didn't use much of his checkdowns or getting the ball to ETN out the backfield, like I said before. Yeah. But you know, he's a freshman. He's gonna learn. He's gonna learn that, especially sit behind Trevor Lawrence. You know, Trevor Lawrence like ETN. I know Trevor Lawrence is is a quarterback we look at, and he's just all world. But NTN really helps Trevor Lawrence out a whole lot. Mm-hmm. He does, man. With that, uh, him being able to pass the ball out the backfield to him, like that's where NTN makes all his dangerous pe- uh, plays at is out the backfield catching the ball, and not having that that dynamic in that game cost Clemson uh, this win. Yeah, overall, and it's an overall entertaining game uh, with the Tigers and the Irish. Uh, probably one of the game of the year candidates, honestly. Uh, with those two, th- two, uh, those two teams, I, I really enjoyed the game. Was really pulling for Clemson, but I don't think this hurts Clemson at all. And you see it in the polls; they went from one to four. They went to one to four. So how much do they? How much do the AP poll think of Notre Dame's win over Clemson? I don't think they think that much of it all. They pushed them up. To, they pushed them up to number two. They pushed them up to number two. They beat the number one team in the country, and they came in the game ranked number number four. So why wasn't Notre Dame the number one team in the country? We woke up this morning. Because mm-hmm. guess what? If Alabama was ranked number four and they beat Clemson at number one, mm-hmm. who would be the number one team in the country? Alabama. <laughs> if Ohio State would have beat Clemson and they were at four, who would have been the number one team in the country this morning? Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So the AP poll let me know right away this morning <laughs> when I saw the rankings. I said, oh, they don't really... Cause they know too. Yeah. They know Sunshine gonna be six foot five staring right at you in about a couple weeks. <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. We'll, we'll, we'll see. That might be a Trevor Hor- Trevor Lawrence Homer, but I don't care. You should be too. <laughs> <laughs> you should be too. But anyway, but yeah. So shout out Notre Dame, big win, and uh, we'll see if they can carry uh, that momentum out throughout the rest of the year. All right, man. Let's go ahead and get this over. No, no, no. We're not gonna get this over with yet. But let's go ahead and go to Michigan, man. <laughs> Now, last week, we read Jim Harbaugh, the riot act. And shout out to my pops, man. He is a Michigan Wolverine, and my man won't even talk to me about football right now. He digresses. He want to talk to me about some other stuff. He sent me some videos about uh, Deion Sanders' son going to play for Jackson State. I'm like, Pop, I ask you about Michigan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he don't want to talk about it. So let's get into it. Indiana Hoosier just, uh, just bludgeoned. The Michigan Wolverines yesterday, 38-21. to 21. I mean, the Wolverines are just done for. Jim Harbaugh should just resign, step down, and wait for an NFL job to open up. This is just validation of what we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. They looked it terrible. You got, you got Indiana out here looping trick plays in the first quarter. And don't nobody know what's going on for Michigan. I seen so many defensive backs with their hands up pointing at each other yesterday in the first quarter. I said, oh, they finna get blowed out. They finna get blowed out. And that's exactly what happened, man. The Wolverines are just god-awful. This is how bad they are. This is how bad they are. 
The team that beat them last week, Michigan State Black, do you want to know what their game was this week? Do you want to oh, know yeah. what? I know what their game was this week. Not only did Michigan State lose, <laughs> okay, they lost to a team who ain't had no wins. Iowa was owing something and beat these boys 49 to 7. Jesus. <laughs> Iowa beat Michigan State, who beat Michigan last week 49 to 7. If I'm the AD of Michigan, as soon as Jim Harbaugh them touched back down in Ann Arbor, you know what I say to Jim? I, can I see you? <laughs> he got to go. It's done for. Michigan had a chance. Harbaugh had his opportunities to win. He cannot get that program back after this. Eight game season. Eight game season. Nobody thought you was going to beat Ohio State anyway, but come on, bro. At least get to the game six and one. Mm. But you can't even do that. And now the Michigan Wolverines are sitting at one or two. Black, what you got on the putrid Michigan Wolverines? Man, it's just awful, man. Like, I can only imagine what's going to happen when they play Ohio State. It's going to be like 70 to 14. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. But it's, it's one thing that I see that Michigan does not have, and their run game is putrid. It's horrible. Uh, this running back Haskins six carries for a whopping nineteen yards. Like I, I, I don't understand. In four quarters of football, you had nineteen yards rushing against the Indiana Hoosiers. <laughs> like I don't, I'm, I'm. Don't get me wrong. Indiana got a big win against Penn State. Allegedly. And no, they got that. Yeah, <laughs> they got the win, bro. But, like, you have to show up and play football. I don't know what John Harbaugh is doing mm. in that locker room with these kids. Like, like you said, D, he needs, to, he needs to go home, sit and wait for a phone call from one of these NFL teams. Like, it has to change. Something has to change here. And, obviously, Jim, you're not the, you're not the answer anymore. Like, you was getting recruits coming there. What's going on with these recruits that was coming there? They ain't coming None of no these more. kids. What, what, what's going on? You still got some four and five stars sitting sitting over there what's 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 really going on with these kids like i don't know they just coming to michigan on on the strength for you being who you are like we're not seeing the product on the field and that's what we're supposed to be seeing and we're not getting that out of michigan no we're not we're not we're not so you got anything on uh jim harbaugh's just terrible start to the season uh this year with the michigan wolverines do you think it's time for jim to go i think so uh he's done all he can at michigan Somebody, uh, I was having a conversation with somebody, and they mentioned this, and I don't know how factual it is, but they said, what about Joe Brady going to Michigan? Mm -hmm. And I don't know where he got that from, but them firing Jim Harbaugh, you mm -hmm. know, Joe Brady, going back there, making yep. a name for himself as a head coach, then working his way back to the NFL. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that. I'm just throwing that out there. Like I said, it's, this, it's all at. hearsay. But if I was a Michigan fan, I'd be tired of it because you can't. This one thing, it's one thing to lose, but when you lose the rivalry games, you cannot do that in college football. Nah, man, that will get you up out of there. It will. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. Mm. Mm -hmm. In a hurry, it needs to be. All right, little man, let's go ahead and get this over with. You know what I'm saying? And 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 you know. The answer is no. Black, you want to go first, or you want me to go ahead and do my thing? Yeah, I'll go real quick. Okay, cool. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> you already know what we're talking about. Yeah, I already know what we're talking about, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, 
there's nothing there. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's what we've been seeing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to say about Florida State. Like, mm-hmm. I'm happy my emotion and my heart not into it this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I seen that we lost, and all I could do was, mm-hmm. oh, like, oh, well, we lost again. Mm-hmm. You know, show it up against the number then number five ranked North Carolina. Who but is how, now unranked. And uh but how good does that win look? You mm-hmm. know, with them losing to Virginia mm-hmm. uh last week and then come back and won this week. But mm-hmm. man, everything that's going on in Tallahassee is it's hard to watch, man. Mm. Uh we thought Nor- Mike Norvell was, you know, taking some steps forward, but he has taken three steps back. Um I don't know, man. A culture change or something. I don't know. This guy, his first year, uh, none of his players, he has plans in the recruiting class. I know that could be a lot, but you still have to be a leader of young men. And we're not seeing that at Florida State. Uh, It's a lot of work that needs to be done. I don't know what I want to happen. I don't know if I want Norvell to be gone or give him some time. Willie Tiger was there for two years, so we at least got to give him another year. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just hard to watch. That's still my team. I'm a no through and through, regardless of what's going on. But uh, yeah, man. Um, hopefully, some type of way. Hopefully, we can see some positive somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I know we're not going to see it anytime soon. Uh, so just be in the dirts for a while here, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. hopefully, at some point, it'll stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can live with losing football games and competing. I can lose, I can live with a 38-35 loss. I can live with a 17-14 loss. I can live with an offense putting up 358 yards versus the other offense who had 409 yards. That let me know my team was out there. We were fighting. And we were roaring. But what I cannot live with and what I will won't live with is incompetent head coaches who are disguising themselves to be leaders and they are not. Mike Norvell is a head football coach, but Mike Norvell is is not a leader. We don't have none. Don't nobody want to be a leader on this Florida State football team. Nobody wants to say, hey, guys, let's give it all we got. Let's put forth some energy. And I promise you, I'm not going to keep you long. I'm just going to get these off, man, and I'm going to be done with it. But I'm watching this, and I said, you know what? Florida and Georgia's playing. Of course, I'm watching that game because I ain't watching mine. I said, oh, look at this. Florida State's up 14-3. Oh, we go keep going. Oh, 14, oh, 14 to 10. We're still in a low-scoring game. But like we're kind of duking it out. And then I blinked two times, Black. <laughs> and my ESPN app on my phone just kept sending them through. Pittsburgh. Up. Oh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh again. Pittsburgh again. 31-14. Oh, 38-14. 
And then I hear Mike Norville's post-game conference, and this is what did it. Mike Norville, you got the audacity to sit up there and say, we play hard? You got the audacity to sit up there, Mike Norvell, and say we're right around the corner. We're this close? This close from what? Florida State has become a laughing stock. The Miami loss was terrible. The Miami loss was embarrassing. The Louisville loss was embarrassing. The loss to the Pittsburgh Panthers was the straw that broke this camel's back. <laughs> Black, I'm close again. Now my Oregon Ducks returned to the field last night. Mm-hmm. We are one and on the Pac-12, taking care of the Stanford Cardinal. We'll get into the Oregon Ducks in just a second. I have three items in my Amazon cart right now. And Black, do you want to know what those items are? I'm pretty sure I know what they It are. is an Oregon Duck dad cap, an Oregon Duck hoodie, and an Oregon Duck lanyard. <laughs> And I'm ready to spend $63.96 at any second, Black. That's what I'm about ready to do. Because my team is not even competing. I looked around the league, Black. I say, I looked around the college football. I said, man, let me look at some teams who got some sorry records. And let me check the scores for those teams. You know, you know that there's teams out there who are giving it all they got week in and week out, but they just can't get a win. Like, do you know I'll take that right now? Isn't that pathetic? Mm-hmm. Isn't that pathetic? That's what I'll take from the Florida State Seminoles. Yeah. So I'm gonna say this, and I'm done with. It. I want Mike Norvell fired. I don't want to give Mike Norvell a chance to coach his players for what? You know when first year? Did you see what Dan Mullen did with players that he uh bring in when he got to Florida? Did you see what he did? How bad was Florida that year? Can somebody tell me they weren't bad at all? But people keep telling me, hey, Mike ain't got his recruiting. He don't got his recruits in. I don't care about that. If he's a good ball coach, if he put together a staff, guess what? The Florida State Seminoles would not be, what, 1 in 28. <laughs> now, I'm done with it. Now, now, I promise you, the rest of the year, unless black wants to, we will not talk Florida State. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. I'm not going to have my blood pressure through the roof, and I'm not going to have to go see my physician for heart problems. <laughs> I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get my blood sugar tested, all that just because I'm gonna have to come in here and talk about Florida State. I'm done with them, bro. Yesterday that was atrocious. I don't even know what the Pittsburgh Panthers record is, but I think they got like two wins. And guess who one of those wins against? That's right, you guessed it. <laughs> the Florida State Seminoles. Say you have anything on the Seminoles before we move forward, sir. I think it's horrible that you calling for this man's job. He has a family to feed. <laughs> I don't care. Kids to support. I don't care. It's, it's horrible. Get him out of here. <laughs> it is horrible. Get but nah, uh, I'm tweeting, getting my tweets off about my team. So I'm getting added by a one Dedrick Lamont Hitch Jr. <laughs> so I let the first one go. He come at me again and then again. So I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ain't your team on TV? No reply. Nope. Ain't your team on TV again? No reply. Then he finally replies with a gif that the dude just shook his head. So it, 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 you got to hang in there, bro. You and you made a promise on air. I'm going to remind the people to, was it Papa Gary? One of, somebody that you was going to stop with the Oregon stuff. Now, aren't you a man of your word? I am. I so am. cut it out. Take these lumps like a man. Uh-huh. It happens to all of us. I've mm. been there. 
You ain't, you ain't seen I I refuse to put on anything <laughs> other than orange or blue. Mm. I don't care who. Mm. 0 and 10, 0 and 11, 0 and 12, ride or die. It's okay to be emotionally checked out, bro. Nah. It's okay to be emotionally I checked out. Once. Uh. 2013 when we played y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the year y'all won it. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not watching this. Mm-hmm. No, bro, I'm emotionally checked out. That's still my team, but I just know I just I just know what we I just know what we look like and what product we putting on the field and it's just trash, you know? But hey man, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like like I said, just say you gotta take it, man. Mm-hmm. You gotta take it. You 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 have so much good. I guess you get spoiled when you win so much and then it's just all gone. It just seems like it's all gone overnight. Well, actually, it's not been overnight. It's been three years coming. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's been, it's been crazy to watch Florida State football. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna give old Mike. I'm gonna give old Mike a chance. I'm gonna give him a chance. You know, he's the head football coach. And unless they find somebody else, if they find somebody else, okay, let's see if this the guy. Like, so yeah, this is saying, crazy. Think about it, <laughs> what y'all asking for? Y'all gonna have three coaches on payroll because you oh, still pay. Uh, hey man, I'm just letting you know them numbers don't work out like that oh, sometimes. Okay. Get somebody in there. Somebody. Anybody. My God. I just wish one day we'd just wake up and just hear that Mike Norvell. Yeah. That's what I wish. And by the way, you won't be hearing that, my boy. You trash! You not hooping! Alright, man. So yeah, so we're gonna go into some other scores. Um, of the college football week. And, of course, we're going to get ready uh, for our game picks of the week. And, of course, one of your favorite segments that is brewing, the dog game of the week. All right, man, let's run through some other scores, some key scores, I guess, from yesterday, uh, from the weekend that was college football. Let's see what we got, what we got, what we got. We have BYU taking care of Boise State. Mm, mm, mm. They put a beating mm. on the Broncos, 51-17 on this past Friday night. Uh, the Miami Sugar Canes, they got a win 44-41 to over NC State. Pretty entertaining game. I, I watched yeah. most of that game. Uh, King actually, went off, man. King had a great game, and he just wasn't going to lose, and they didn't, man. So the Sugar Canes get them another win. Shout out to Kevin Dunbar. All right, Ohio State, Justin Fields is looking really good out there. The Buckeyes roll over Rutgers. 49 to 27. Cincinnati. Cincinnati rolled over Houston 38 to 10. The Bearcats are undefeated. And I believe they are the number five team in the nations this week. I don't know how to look that up, but I did. I do believe they jumped up in the polls for sure. Had the Texas A&M Aggies, man, look. And them could come into the conversation when it's time for this playoff thing, man. Mm. I'm getting in these playoffs without even playing for a conference <laughs> title. 48-3 over South Carolina Gamecocks. Is Will Muschamp on his way out the door? Is he? Is he on his way out the door? Man, nah, the fans was so. booing, man. The fans I don't think so. Muschamp. I don't think South Carolina. Five Muschamp. I say dang. I don't man. think they're five Muschamp. I don't yeah. think they will, but we'll see. And my Oregon Ducks. All right, defeat the Stanford Cardinal 35-14. That's right, man. <laughs> Oregon Ducks got the win. Uh, Oklahoma State nail biter gets Kansas State twenty to eighteen. Coastal Carolina, I didn't even know they was ranked, man. Number twenty three to six over South Alabama. 
Coastal Carolina getting a win. Uh, other big game, Oklahoma, like they're back on track, or maybe not. Everybody blows out Kansas, sixty-two to nine. The Sooners take care of the Jayhawks, and a very entertaining game at noon kickoff yesterday. I watched most of this game. Uh, USC, Pac-12 is back. Took care of Arizona State, twenty-eight to twenty-seven comeback win by the Trojans. I like that quarterback for Arizona State. That sophomore, I can't think of his name. James Downs. I like yeah. him, man. I like that kid. Um, I remember him last year playing as a freshman. He's gotten better, man, but a heartbreaking loss against the Trojans. Beat Florida State last year, too. In the Sun Bowl, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I like him. I, I, I like that kid a lot, man. I hope he continues to do well. And my my guy, the Fighting Mac Browns, they got on uh, back on track yesterday taking care of David Cuffcliffs, Blue, Duke Blue Devils. 56 to 24. All right, man, it's time for our games of the week. Let's get an update, man, on where we sitting at in the standings. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into our games of the week, but we're gonna kick it to Sid and let's recap last week's games. All right, all right. Last week, I was sitting there Friday night, selling out. Your boy was up two games. Yep. By the week, the end of the weekend, yep. Dedrick had took back the lead. So last yep. week, Dedrick went on to go two and three. We all went two and three, mm-hmm. but going into the weekend, he had the lead, so he yep. continues with the lead at sixteen and nine. Yep. And me and Black are tied at fifteen and ten. Yep. Your boy still got the lead. Mm, mm, mm. Still got it. You feel me? All right, all right. Here we go. Games of the week for this. The games of the week for this week. We got. Game number one, we got North number 23 ranked Northwestern at Purdue. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to go with Northwestern, man. I know I know absolutely nothing about these two teams, but I'm going to go with Northwestern on this one. Um, oh, this could be interesting. This could be very interesting. I'm going to go Purdue in this one. Uh, Good. One of my favorite players played for Purdue, uh, Wondell Moore, a wide receiver. So I'm going to go with Purdue in this one. Not much to really say about Northwestern. I really don't watch these teams play, but uh, I'm just going to pick Purdue. Okay. I'm going to take Purdue as well. I don't know. I don't trust Northwestern at 23. When did we, when did we ever talk about Northwestern? So let's go Boilermakers. 10-4, 10-4. All right, game number two. We got number three. Ohio State and Justin Fields headed to Maryland to play Little Tua, who's been on the road the last two games. Yeah, Ohio State by 100. <laughs> yeah, easy. <laughs> All right. Uh, this could be interesting. I think it could be a shootout because uh, Maryland. I'm going to take Ohio State as well. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I think this could be. I think it's going to be a shootout, but I like uh, Ohio State in this game as well. I like what little Tua uh, is doing at Maryland uh, as the quarterback. You know, he left, transferred it from Alabama and went in there and uh, been fireworks, but I don't think it's going to be enough against Justin Fields and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. All right, game number three. We have uh, Derrick's team number 11, Oregon. Quack, quack. At upset, upset-minded Washington State. Please. Oregon by two touchdowns. <laughs> Go Ducks. Oregon as well. Uh, I'm going to take Oregon in this one by default because I don't know nothing about Washington since uh Mike Leach left. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take Oregon in this one. Okay, game number four. We got number five, Texas A&M at Tennessee. 
Oh, um, A&M. I'm going to go with the Aggies, man. Uh, is that Tennessee? At Tennessee. I think, be a, I think it'll be a closer game than the experts think, but I'm going to go to Aggies. Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take uh, Texas A&M as well. I think Jimbo has uh, A&M rolling. Uh, Tennessee just, they're going through a lot right now, man, with injuries and everything they got going on over there. But uh, I'm taking A&M in that one. Uh, game number five, number one, Alabama at LSU. <laughs> Alabama by 100. <laughs> Uh, I got Alabama in this one. I got Alabama by 21. Mm-hmm. Roll Tide. Yeah, that's easy. Now, how many games? We ain't got many games we had different picks now. You picked Northwestern. You picked, yeah, that's the only one. That's the only one. Everybody else. That's be the difference. So, all I got. Games, though. Huh? Ain't nobody going to take LSU. Somebody yeah. got to have some heart, bro. Well, Somebody got to have some heart. Yeah. All right, here we go, man. <laughs> this Saturday. Let's see, this Saturday at noon uh, on collegefootball.org. That's right, my boy. It is the dog game of the week. All right, man. We got Garden Webb versus Charlotte. At Charlotte this week on collegefootball.org, my boy. Who are we rolling with, Black? Huh? You got Garden Webb playing their first game of the year against the 2-3 and three Charlotte Tornado Wave or whatever their name is, my boy. Yeah, what we going with, my boy? Garden uh, Webb or Charlotte? Uh, Man, I, I don't know nothing about these teams. <laughs> 12 o'clock. I'm going to take Charlotte, man. Okay, okay. Say who you got? Garden <laughs> Webb or Charlotte? Me, my boy. Charlotte, Charlotte. <laughs> now, due to the fact that Garden Webb has not played any football <laughs> so far this year, and they're getting ready to take on a two and three Charlotte, whatever their names is, I'm gonna go and bust it up, and I'm gonna take Garden Webb to knock off Charlotte this Saturday at 12 o'clock on collegefootball.org on the dog game of the week. (laughs) All right, man. So that's going to wrap up college football, man. A lot to get in. We got into a lot this week, man. Very good week for college football. And uh, looking forward to seeing what next week brings for college football. But right now, we're going to transition into the national Football Get into uh, week nine, I believe it is, of this NFL season. Um, let's see. What, 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 where should we start off? Where should we start off? A lot of decent games, but the game of the week is taking place tonight. So, of course, we're recording on this Sunday. But um, let's go ahead and start. 
And so I had to start in Baltimore, man, where the Ravens got back on track. And the reason I'm going to start back and start in Baltimore, man, I received a lot of flack for the things I said about Lamar Jackson mm. uh, last week on mm. this show. Yeah, and I don't think I, I don't think I said anything uh, incorrect about mm. Lamar. I just stated a lot of facts. And Freddie Briggs, I saw him earlier today, and Freddie Briggs said, "I'm tripping." He said, Lamar Jackson is going to win a Super Bowl this year. Mm. We had a conversation about him and uh, Deshaun Watson. I asked him. I said, I know Lamar got an MVP, and I'm, dis- I'm not disrespecting him. But when you see Lamar Jackson and, and Deshaun Watson play, what's the real difference there between those two players? What's the real difference? Better on. And who got a better arm? Deshaun Watson. Who got more playoff wins? Deshaun Watson. Even though Deshaun has one year on Lamar, I'm just saying. You know, and he thought I was tripping, you know, because he told me if the Houston Texans getting them on the overall pick, they should take Trevor Lawrence. And I'm in agreement with that because I think everybody should take Trevor Lawrence. No. But I'm just saying, I would be, it, was, it was a joke, but if I'm Houston, I'm not taking Trevor Lawrence if I got the number one overall pick. You know, I got Deshaun uh, Watson. But I took a little bit of heat on my Lamar Jackson comments. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> huh. That's a great point. Mm. You put Sean in Baltimore. Put yeah. Sean in Baltimore. Mm. What we talking about? I'm just saying. What we talking about? But hey, yeah. But Lamar does he beat Pat Mahomes? I said that. Does who? Does, does if you put Deshaun he, in? He has beat Pat Baltimore. Mahomes. He's he's beat does Pat he, Mahomes. Does, does he beat beat Pat, Pat Mahomes in the games he needs to I win? Did you see the answer champ? Did you see the divisional game last year in Arrowhead? Twenty eight to three, first quarter. Oh, he got ran down, right? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. We know why. <laughs> Come on, man. We know what happened. Come on, man. That regard awful defense that Bill no. LeBron was at the front of. We don't do that, Black. Deshaun Watson. I think that was more Pat Mahomes than would have had to do with their defense. Huh? Pat it's Mahomes wield them to a win, bro. Wield Black, them. don't do that, bro. Wield them. You can't be up 30 to yeah. 3 in the first quarter talking about somebody wield them to a mm-hmm. win. That's yeah. that trash defense. Deshaun Watson should have been in the AFC Championship game, possibly going to the Super Bowl last year, because I would have firmly beat they would have beat the Tennessee Titans. Mm. I think they would have beat Tennessee. Mm. That's just my opinion. But I'm going to go ahead and make it spicy for y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> If I'm drafting a quarterback, if I'm taking a quarterback, they told me I got to pick between Lamar and Deshaun Watson for the next 10 years. I'm taking Deshaun Watson over Lamar Jackson. I'm taking Deshaun as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. See, we rolling with. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. I I never got into Lamar Jackson hype. Yeah. I'm just saying, I caught a little heat for that. But the Ravens did get back on track today, approving the 6-2, and two, taking care of the today? Indianapolis Colts, 24-10. Uh, uh, Deshaun, 19 for 23, very efficient game, 170 yards in the air. Uh, had another 58 on the ground and a touchdown. So mm. he didn't turn the ball over this week, got one touchdown on the ground. But if I'm looking at numbers like this, because it's not like Baltimore has an all-world defense. They don't. That right there, 19 I mean, the Colts, for 23. The Colts don't have an all-world I mean, the Colts don't have a. No, I'm saying Baltimore. I mean, I mean the defense. They don't. They don't have a defense that's going to keep Patrick Mahomes from scoring. Oh, okay, yeah. They you know don't. what I'm saying? So if I'm looking at numbers like this, 19 to 23. Yeah, that's not going to be Pat yards, Who is that going to beat? That ain't going to be Pat Mahomes or Deshaun. Or, well, he'd probably beat Deshaun this year. But if Deshaun had a little <laughs> talent around, that ain't going to beat me. But I'm just saying, I don't want to get it confused. I'm a fan of Lamar Jackson, but 19 for 23 for 170 yards. Nah, buddy. Because you know what's going on on the other side of the globe today. 
You had Kansas City Chiefs getting the win over the Panthers to prove the 8-1, 33. Shout out Teddy Bridgewater, man. I'm so glad that he's playing well. He's looking healthy. 36 for 49, 310 through the air, and two touchdowns for Teddy Bridgewater. A uh, great day for him. But my boy, Patrick Mahone boy, he does not lose often. And he didn't lose a day. My boy, Patty Mahomes, went 30 for 45, 372, four touchdowns, no turnovers, my boy. <laughs> no turnovers. So that elevates my argument once again that please miss me that this is the, the Lamar Jackson and, and Pat Mahomes could be the new Brady and Manning. No. No, 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 no. This is not going to be the new Tom Brady, Peyton Manning rivalry in the league. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just not going to be that way. Chiefs get the win 33-31 over the Carolina Panthers. Uh, who fall to three and six. Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans get the win over the Chicago Bears today, 24 to 17. Titans approve the six and two. Bears lose their third in a row. Bears mm. saw the season five and one, but they are not looking good. Even though Nick Foles didn't play bad, 36 for 52, Trubisky? 335. Time to bring Trubisky back. Uh, he suffered a shoulder injury in practice last week, but he's not going to mm. require surgery. But if I'm looking at these numbers from Foles, I don't think you need to put in Mitch Trubisky. I think this is a defensive issue, uh, especially in the secondary for the Chicago Bears, who are getting abused all year long so far. Uh, let's get into the putrid NFC East. The New York Football Giants get a win over the Washington Red, or excuse me, the Washington Football Team, twenty-three to twenty. The Atlanta Falcons get a win over the Broncos, thirty-four to twenty-seven. Let's go down to the Young Guns game. I guess I got I got to see most of this game because uh, here oh. at the Sports Desk we get the links, my boy. Oh, Ovalaba. Got the Whoa. win over Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals to improve to 5-3. 34-31 Dolphins, Tua had a good, good game. 20-28, in the air, and two touchdowns. Yeah, but Kyler Murray didn't have a bad game either. We had a duel in the desert, as the announcers were calling it. 21-26, 283, three touchdowns. Great game by the two you, young quarterbacks, but Dolphins get the win. You know what, and it's... it's, it's it's, I'm happy for Tua, man, because uh, they said Tua was going to be overwhelmed going into Arizona playing against Kyler Murray and mm -hmm. um, that defense, the way they've been looking. But this kid, <laughs> 20 for 28, 248 and two touchdowns, man, that's a, win that's a winning formula right there. Like, Miami got something going on here, man. Uh, I like what they're doing. Like uh, the sky's the limit for Miami. I think those those all those bad days may be behind Miami now, man. With uh, with everything that they're doing, and then they potentially are going to have a top five draft pick as well that they got from Houston. Like the sky, the, the sky's the limit for them, man. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I really enjoyed this game. The two young quarterbacks. Um, shout out Kyler Murray who was just balling and I think Kyler Murray is a, a dark horse MVP candidate he also had 106 yards on the ground 106 yards on the ground with another 283 through the air uh, say what you got on uh, the Cardinals there and Cardinals and Dolphins game well it was more so just about Kyler Murray we were just talking about Lamar Jackson what about them two head up oh Kyler who you taking the they what a year apart? Yeah, year apart. And who looking better already? Kyler, he throw the ball. He throw the ball too. I'm 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 gonna give Lamar the edge. Reason being because the season that he had last year, and he's gotten his team to the playoffs. He's won divisions, division championships uh, already. So until I can see Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray 
uh, in the playoffs or win a division, which he can very well do this year. I'm going to slightly say Lamar Jackson um, because the season that he had last year, even with Murray playing so well, um, Lamar had one of the greatest seasons we ever saw, and his team is 6-2. You know, his team 6-2. I think the conversation with Lamar is, can he beat Mahomes? Can he go deep into the playoffs and can he get a win? I don't think Kyler Moore has entered that conversation yet, but the young man is playing well. He is yeah, playing well. I, I I'm gonna go Kyler Murray. If I'm I'm just going off off talent here, and if I'm a if I'm a GM or owner, like what which one of these kids I think that could potentially get me over the top? I think Arizona is is going to be there with Kyler Murray. Like the, this team, nobody was expecting this team to be five and three. At this point in the season, like right behind, like basically tied with Seattle for that division lead. Like mm-hmm. it's going to come down to potentially a game or two between them and Seattle about who for who wins that division. Uh, playoff time. It's if you want to add if you want to add that in the mix. Okay, I understand that, but talent wise, uh, arm legs, Kyler Murray has it all, and he can do it all. Is I'm take I have to take Kyler Murray. Okay, yeah, that, uh, I mean, that's cool. I mean, ultimately, I probably would take Kyler Murray, too. I just need to see Lamar throw the ball more and throw it better, especially late-game situations. That's my only knock on him. Athletic-wise, athletic, athletic wise, of course, it's a no-brainer. He can do everything athletically. We have no questions there, but that Baltimore offense ain't built to come from behind. I've seen Kyler Murray come from behind three times this year. That game between him and C- uh, the Cardinals of Seattle this year, that duel in the de- um, in the desert, man, he was going toe to toe with potentially the MVP of this year, Russell Wilson. And I love what I'm seeing with Murray, but I just want to see what he looks like. Yeah, in the playoffs, and, I get it. Yeah. And he may get that shot because I, I think we forget it's an extra spot plus one this year, plus one this year. So yep. he may get that shot. Um. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. It's tough. They, the Rams. It's a gauntlet. Yeah. It's a gauntlet. It's a gauntlet. They tied with Seattle right now. For for uh, they they tied. And actually, they 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 the number one seed because they beat no, they Seattle, Seattle already. They lost. No no no. Arizona, Seattle beat no, no. Seattle beat them in overtime. No Arizona beat them in overtime. Seattle won that game field goal kick in overtime. Arizona blew it. Yes. Oh yes yes. I thought Sunday Arizona. Night I thought Arizona won that game. Sunday night football. Sunday night football. Oh no no you're right. They did win. Yeah. I'm thinking about another game. Yeah. I'm thinking about another game. Thirty seven thirty four. Yeah, so they, they tied with that lead. But like you say, it's, it's it's a lot of good teams in that division. The Rams, still good. You still got to worry about Seattle. And they play Seattle here again, I think, in like two weeks. Monday so, Night Football. So it's, that, that game is going to be a big deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they got to have it. But, yeah, um, it's good to see the young quarterback play uh, in the NFL with Murray and now Tua and Jackson and Mahomes and Watson. NFL is in great hands. Whenever Tom Brady decided he want to – Take it to the house, and Drew Brees decided he want to go on and be the next analyst on NBC. Uh, the NFL uh, is in great hands. Do you think we'll? I know you. We, we so worried. We just want to see Tua progress. You know, uh, not get injured. Just see him, see what he could do. But you think could he be in that conversation in another year or two? Or like with Lamar, Kyle oh, of Murray? Course. Of course, I, yeah. I think going into next season, no matter what happens, as long as Tua continues to stay play well and stay healthy, of course. Yeah, you have to throw in this. This this kid is talented beyond what anybody is even talking about right now. Because the Dolphins are easing the Dolphins are easing him in to the process. But look, the Miami Dolphins can make the playoffs this year. They can. They could be that extra team. <laughs> they can make the playoffs this yeah. year. So let's not forget about that. And they're only one game out of the division lead. Only one game out. And they get and they get Buffalo again soon. 
Mm-hmm. They get them soon. They get them soon. Speaking of Buffalo, they took care of the Seahawks today in a in a in a shootout, forty four to thirty four, uh, in Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo uh, improves a seven and two. Seahawks fall to six and two. Russell Wilson, another uh, he had two turnovers, but you know, three hundred and ninety in the air. Um, uh, another sixteen on the ground, twenty eight for forty one. But I think the story today was definitely uh Josh Allen. Uh, the team announced before the game started, he had lost his grandmother uh earlier in the week, and uh he came out and said, "I'm he doing he this one for his grandma." And boy, I'm sure his grandmother's proud. Thirty eight, thirty one for thirty eight, four hundred and fifteen in the air, Dang. three touchdowns, no picks. Um, willed his team to victory. Every time Seattle scored, Buffalo Buffalo was right there. And he gave it another rushing touchdown on the ground as well. Just a virtuoso Ooh, performance. 36 by. points in fantasy, my boy. That's your quarterback, right? Yeah. <laughs> Great day. Great day. But uh, it didn't start off like Seattle was going to be hanging around in this game. I think Buffalo got like 17-3. They went up uh, big. Yeah, something early. But, you know, Russell Wilson said, ah. We ain't going to lay down, but they ended up laying down because they took the L, okay? And last but not least, the putrid, abysmal, disgusting Dallas Cowboys took another loss today. Yes, sir. What is our record? We are 2-1-7 sitting at the three spot in the NFL draft, my boy. Falling to the undefeated 8-0 Pittsburgh Steelers. 24 to 19, and the Dallas Cowboys trotted out their fourth starting quarterback of the year. My man's Garrett Gilbert, my boy, came out here and gave it all he had. 21 for 38, 243 through the air, one touchdown, one pick, running game. Blah. Ezekiel Elliott, 18 for 51. 2.8 yards a carry. They need to sit Zeke down for the year. Tony Parler comes in, nine carries, 57 yards, 6.3 on the ground. I mean, look, Cowboys, Jerry Jones, just think about the big picture. You can finish with a top five pick. Go ahead and do the right thing and sign Dak Prescott. Give him all the money he needs. Go get another uh, uh, defensive weapon uh, in this draft, and let's try again next year. I mean, and the funny thing is, we're only two games out of the NFC East. That's how trash our division is. Two games out. Of the NFC East. But the Cowboys lose. Pittsburgh, only undefeated team left in the league. 8-0. Steelers win over the Cowboys today. I want to stop right here. Sunday night football. Big, big game tonight. I, for one, am looking very much so to this game. Game of the week in the NFL. I just want to stop right here and talk about this game. And talk about the two quarterbacks in particular. We got a New Orleans Saints to get ready to take on the Tampa Bay Bucks In about another, I don't know, 20 to 30 minutes. um, On NBC on Sunday Night Football. But I just want to talk about Brady. I just want to talk about Breeze. And I have some harsh things to say. Of the... um, Of the comparison that the media is trying to do with Drew Breeze and Tom Brady. But I'm going to go last. (laughs) Because uh, I want to give you guys opportunity to say some nice things about these two gentlemen, hopefully. But like, what do you just what 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 are your what are your thoughts on Brady and Breeze? Like, just the two quarterbacks in general, man. Oh, uh, legends, man, legends in this league. Um, Tom Brady's the goat. Mm-hmm. You know, six championships that speak for itself. Uh, this is going to be a good game. I think uh, the NFL needs games like this because you know it's a lot of old heads, old school who like to see the old-school quarterbacks get down, and that's what we're going to see tonight. You know, Breeze and Brady, like, you know, it don't get no better than that tonight on uh, Sunday Night Football. So shout-out to those guys. Uh, I'm looking forward to this game. I think it's going to be very, very entertaining. I know uh, I know Tom Brady's going to be locked in for this one because, you know, he don't like to lose. He lost to uh, Drew Brees already, 
and he don't like to lose to like you know quarterbacks who quote unquote get mentioned in the same breath as him. But um, this is going to be interesting to watch tonight. But uh, shout out to those guys being legends in legends in the league, man, and everything that they have done. Said, what you got on uh, the game tonight, uh, Saints and Bucks, but in particularly Tom Brady, Drew Brees. What do you got on those two? Uh, two legends. You y'all know I've been a Tom Brady fan for the longest, and Drew Brees holds a near dear special place in my heart because he kept old Jarhead Peyton Manning from getting the Super Bowl. So yeah, Drew Brees, all right with me. Um, wow, you can't. I, I didn't think you were gonna say that. You I'm can't a, discredit. See, look at my face. I'm like, you can't discredit the numbers he's put up. He's right there with, with all of them. So, and I get it. His playoff uh, appearances and the Super Bowl wins don't uh <laughs> don't compare to the other two, but the numbers there. And like I said, he he Drew Brees all right with me. So. <laughs> I mean, I was not expecting him to say that. I'm about to say, what near and dear place in your heart? But I forget about the back and forth war uh, me and Sad had for many, many, many years. And Sad, you still owe me a smoothie, too, by the way, because you said Peyton Manning wasn't never going to win another Super Bowl. After that one, he had it. He got a one on the way out. Yeah, he got a one on the way out. So I'm looking for my smoothie, my boy. But, um, wow, yes. um, Two legends for sure. Two legends, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. But I would like the media to stop putting Drew Brees in the same conversation as Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. The reason is because Tom Brady is the greatest football player ever. It's not even close. Drew Brees is a very good quarterback. He holds a lot of records. Revolutionized the the the, uh, the passing game. Him and Sean Payton when he got to New Orleans, got him a Super Bowl on a ridiculous interception that Peyton Manning threw, stopping him from getting his second Super Bowl in three years. I can still see the interception happening in my eyes down in Miami as the Colts were getting ready to win that Super Bowl. But anyway, Tom Brady should not be being mentioned in the same class. With Drew Brees. We need to stop this. This man has six titles. He's been to nine. How many Super Bowls? Nine Super Bowls? We need to stop it. <laughs> when you talk about Tom Brady, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr., talk about him <laughs> by himself. When we start to talk about Drew Brees and Peyton Manning, and all these other guys with their accomplishments, you have to talk about them over here. Brett Favre, you have to talk about them over here. Aaron Rodgers, they got to go over here. They got to go over here. And I'm a big Peyton Manning fan. Love Peyton. But I'm a realist too. And Tom Brady is the GOAT. And Drew Brees will never be the GOAT. Drew Brees will be a really great quarterback that's going to go into the Hall of Fame with a bunch of passing records. And he got him one long Super Bowl at the expense of Peyton Manning. But come on, people. Dan Patrick, Stephen A. Smith, Max Kellerman, Shannon Sh- Let's stop this. The only person that keeps it real on television week in and week out when it talks about Thomas Edward Brady is my man Skip Bayless. <laughs> let's stop putting Tom Brady in the conversation with any other football players ever. The only player that you I want to hear people talk about, if you mention Tom Brady, is Lawrence Taylor. That's it. And the reason I say Lawrence Taylor, because I've never, ever, ever Seen a man move on the football field like him. Never. Not even Khalil Mack? No. 
Mm, I see don't what you did there. Look, you, look. No, I know what he's doing. Don't do and that. And I'm not gonna participate. I'm not gonna participate today. And I clarify what Cedric is trying to do on a later episode. But yeah, Thomas Harry stands alone. I'm looking forward to this game. The weapons that the Bucks have, I'm very, very afraid that my boy Patrick Mahomes boy could be in serious trouble by going back to back this year. Because I will pay any amount of money possible. Mm. I know these two teams are going to be playing on Thanksgiving weekend. But I will play, pay any amount of money that I own to see the Buccaneers and the Chiefs in this year's Super Bowl. Healthy and everybody's weapons is healthy. I will pay a lot of money to see that. Black. Mm. And that's what I think we're heading towards. I think the NFC is stacked. Top dollar. Top dollar. So I'm talking about everything I got. <laughs> I'm taking Kyrie Piggott Bank and telling him, look, bro, I'll get this back to you later. Just so I can see that game. Yeah. I'm whatever I gotta do. So I hope we get a Chiefs Buccaneers Super Bowl. Cause the star power that's gonna be on that field. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I don't you think you can about beat the Super Bowl shoot. I'm excited for Thanksgiving weekend. I mean me too. Shoot. I'm, I'm thinking that's gonna be a real deal. But a Super Bowl for all the marbles. Mm. I love to see that. But yeah, so we'll see how that game goes tonight. Uh, it should be a great one. Uh, Saints got him the first time. Bucks are going to be coming in uh, to try to even up the odds. And Antonio Brown will be making his debut today as well. And Chris Godwin is supposed to be playing too. So they Godwin was going to be out with a thumb injury. But now Godwin's going to go and be on the lookout. I don't know if anybody's been paying attention, but Gronk is roaring again. Mm-hmm. He's running. Yes, he is. He's showing up, beating coverages. He's making tough catches. He scored a touchdown in the last three games. And I told people, I said, it's just going to take him a little bit of time to get his legs back. And it looks like, it looks like he does have them back. So my goodness, we'll see what type of performance that we get from the Bucs and the Saints on Sunday Night Football. All right, man, but let's see, let's see. Let's see. I think that's going to be pretty much it for uh up. How can I forget? We got my man Rashad, man, with Rashad's Corner. Now, Rashad is a lifelong Jacksonville Jaguars fan. And my man was so depressed after the day after today's loss mm. that he sent a six-minute six soundbite. Mm. Now, we are not going to be able to play the full six minutes of this soundbite, but I am going to play a few seconds of what Rashad sent to the sports desk. My man has had absolutely enough of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I know we trash for not, you know, setting up the Jaguars better than what we doing. But what you want me to do, dog? What y'all want me to do? All you Jaguar, Eddie Lewis, what you want me to do, bro? I'm sorry. Rashad, what you want me to do? Fred? Well, Fred said he's a Chiefs fan now. Black and say the uh, Tampa Bay fans, whatever they are. I-, I don't know. But what y'all want me to do, bro? Them boys, it's Trinidad. Here go Rashad, man, with Rashad's corner. Just a couple minutes. Not really going to talk too much about the game today. Of course, the Jaguars lost. They did what they were supposed to do. Um, Not number two in the current standings for the draft. So, this season, today, the Jaguars have uh, the second pick in the draft. So, all they got to do is keep losing. And uh, we'll be right where we want to be. But today, I want to just talk about the city of Jacksonville and they roll with why the Jaguars are where they are. Um, I don't know if too many people know, but the Jaguars lease is up in 2030. And 
all the fighting and bickering that Shah Khan has had to do with the city to get the city to do anything uh, with downtown Jacksonville. I'm pretty sure he's pretty tired of it. Um, I think we have to just, I, I've been hard on Shah Khan, but the one thing I will say about Shah is I, I do, I do understand him being a minority owner, one of two minority owners in the entire North American sports, um, all, all the, all the four major sports. It's only two minority owners and he's one of them. And when you're in a city like Jacksonville, well, this is, I mean, let's just be honest, this is a old white person uh, retirement time. That's what this is. So him being in the position that he's in, trying to upgrade the city, trying to bring things to the city that will uh, generate revenue, he's always talking about that. If you, if you, talk, if you listen to Shah Khan when he speaks um, about viability and everything like that, um, we get offended as fans, but what he's saying is, yeah, I'm, I'm making money, but you know the things that I'm doing, like the city, not making no money like that. The things that I want to do, you know what I'm saying. Every time I bring something to the city, I gotta fight with y'all, you know. And um, I just understand that can be frustrating. If you ask me, in ten years, this team will be gone. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Shah Khan will renew a lease with the city. He doesn't have an obligation to. Um, it's his team. He can do whatever he want to do with it. And um, I remember when the Jaguars, when he first bought the Jaguars, they were fighting over a new stadium. And when they was fighting over the stadium, in this process, they needed to figure out, you know what I'm saying, what was going on with the lease. So I think the first one ended in like 2020. It was actually supposed to end in 2020. I think. Don't quote me on that. But I think it was supposed to end in 2020. So they extended it for 10 years. But when they did the extension, they put a clause in there that Shah, if Shah Khan moved the team before 2030, he had to pay $100 million to the city. Now, when we first talked about this, I told y'all that Shah Khan has tripled the value of the franchise. So there will be no incentive for him to pay $100 million to the city when he's making money. So I'm not going to give y'all $100 million when I've tripled the value of the franchise. So yeah, my I man Rashad, man, he's so depressed, bro. He's starting to talk to us about the economics of the Jacksonville Jaguars, man. That's what a city is, bro. My man ain't tell us about one stat, one down. He ain't mentioned no players, bro. My man is so in the dumps, bro. My dog is talking about the economical chart of the Jacksonville Jaguars. This man told us that the lease for the Jaguars is up in 2030, bro. I ain't know that, bro. <laughs> How does Rashad know that the lease is up for the Jaguars in 2030? That's where this man at, bro. Golly, boy. This man can't even tell us nothing about you, boy. What his name was? Uh, Loot. Charles Loot, the quarterback today. What his name was? Layton. Layton. Something. Nobody don't even know, bro. I don't know, bro. It's atrocious, bro. Shout out Rashad, man, for hitting us with the Rashad's corner, man. You know, I promise you, Rashad, bro, the season almost over, dog. Just hang in there, bro. And hopefully next week, my boy uh, finds it in his heart to talk about the future performance of the Jacksonville. 
Jaguars going forward. That is hilarious. Oh, my bad. See, I disrespect the Jaguars. Again. All right, man. So we're going to transition over to a little bit of WWE. And look, me and Black are sorry. I mean, we told y'all we're going to do everything in our power to get this thing going again, man. But uh, here we go. We do have a little bit uh, to talk about uh, in the WWE. So who are we going to show some love to today? Hmm. Show my man some love. Oh, no. That's the wrong song. Hold on. Hold on. Let me show my dog some love. We got so many theme songs on here for the WWE. Let's go. Mm. They broke up my dogs, man. They ain't have to do that, man. Let's show these boys some love. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Why they broke up my dog, like? man? Man, oh, no, <laughs> Do you smell what the rock is cooking? All right, man. We just want to show the new day some love, man. They done split my dogs up, man, and got them boys on two separate shows. But I am happy for Big E. I am happy for Big E getting a big singles push, man. He's paid his dues. Been in WWE a long time, former Intercontinental Champion. Um, I think a former United States Champion as well. And, and Big E's talented. Like, he's real talented, man. And I hope he gets the push of uh, possibly challenging for uh, the WWE Championship. Uh, coming up, well, the Universal Championship because he's on SmackDown coming soon. All right, Black, let's get into it, man. Let's go ahead and kind of refresh our memory of what's going on. Uh, let's talk about Roman Reigns, man. Uh, the, the 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 tribal chief. Uh, we haven't talked about him and Paul Heyman linking up, and um, you know, really changing Roman Reigns' character in the storyline. And man, you have been talking through all the throughout the moves from superstars coming from Raw going to SmackDown and vice versa. But Black, just want to stop right there. What do you think about Roman Reigns now? His character, the position that he's in, and everything that's going on with Roman. What do you think about it? It's different. I yeah. like it though. It, I I like uh what they're doing. Um, we've been watching wrestling for a long time, but I think this storyline is setting up for something must see TV, but we're going to talk about that at a later date. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I love what he's doing with his family, giving them the push that they need. You know, the Usos, you really don't see a lot of them other than tag team, Mm -hmm. you know, but I like what he's doing and his character is really different. We're not used to seeing, you know, Roman Reigns in this, in this uh role that he's playing, you know, he don't even wear the the vest no more. I mean the no. the vest no more. Like it's it's different to see him, but I like it. You know, I'm excited moving forward to see what they're going to do with continuing this this storyline. I got a big idea what they're going to do, but I'm enjoying enjoying watching it. Yeah, I love it. I love what they're doing with Roman. Um, uh, before Roman left, um, you know, he was battling cancer, and, and thank goodness that he defeated that. His character was kind of in a state of shock where. He came back and he was a fan favorite. He never was a fan favorite before he came back after he beat the cancer. So the fans just, just absolutely zoned in on him. So when he left at the birth of his twins, the WWE had a chance to say, okay, this is our opportunity now to rebrand Roman. And they did that. So I love the connection with Paul Heyman. I love the tribal chief thing that they're doing. The rivalry with, uh, with the Usos and uh, Jay Uso now lining up. And now when Jimmy Uso comes back, I guess they're going to try to get him to line up. 
uh, with Roman as well. And you got this family type stable going on. If you know anything about the Usos, those young guys are entertaining. They could put on a great match, man, and do a lot of great things uh, in the ring. So I like where it's headed. My question is, now that The Fiend has been removed from SmackDown and now he's on Raw, where do they go for challengers for Roman Reigns for this title? I think they're trying to set something up with him and Daniel Bryan uh, for a championship program because uh, the rumor is Daniel Bryan would not be renewing his contract as a WWE athlete. Uh, he really just wanted to come back and give it one last run and, and go out on his own terms with his neck. So maybe the maybe Big Man and the people in the background, Triple H, are going to say, all right, we're going to give Daniel Bryan his one last uh, shot at the, um, I don't know, at, on the spotlight. But ultimately, the WWE has to find challengers to match what they're doing with Roman Reigns. And it's a couple guys that we can see me and Black talk about, Seth Rollins, with him now being over there, his character is different. So you could be seeing, you know, Rollins and Reigns hooking up. And then me and Black are going to sit on our our, our, our opinions <laughs> on what we ultimately <laughs> think is going to take place with uh, Roman Reigns. But I think it's dope worth it doing. All right, let's move over to Monday Night Raw, man. The Fiend mm. is on Monday Night Raw. And we also have a brand new WWE champion. All right, Randy Orton defeated Drew McIntyre at Hell in a Cell. Become a 14-time world champion. Uh, tying uh, uh, Triple H as the second most reigns ever in uh, WWE history. But looming over his shoulder is The Fiend. And we know Survivor Series is coming up, and that's a brand versus brand type of pay-per-view. But The Fiend is making his presence known to Randy Orton, and it's ironic how The Fiend is getting an opportunity to go back and handle uh, some of these old rivals that he's dealt with with mm -hmm. the new character. So, what do you think about the Fiend and Randy Orton potential there, man? Uh, I I like it, but it it, it looks like uh, Drew McIntyre is still in the mix a little bit too, as mm -hmm. well, because they both still going back and forth. But I, you know, I love the Fiend. Like the the Fiend has grown on me over the past few months here, man, mm -hmm. and uh, the way that they've been. Doing the Fiend, I, I don't like it. I thought Fiend was going to be this champion and just be dominant, hold on to the belt a long time, and then they let him lose it to Goldberg. Like, I don't I don't understand why WWE do, does things like that, but I think they're setting up for something great. Like, I don't know if people paid attention to the past storylines with uh, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. Those were really good. Great. They were really great storylines, yep. and I think this is setting up to be something great. I think it's something we're going to see for a while because yep. the WWE can get a lot of attention, a lot of push with, with Randy Orton and The Fiend. Mm -hmm. And I think it uh, potentially can be something really, really good. But I'm excited. I'm excited about The Fiend being on Raw, especially with him and, uh, I can't think Alexa of Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Like, I love that storyline with her being, mm -hmm. like, in the same mindset as The Fiend. Like, it's it's cool what they're doing. And then Randy, we know about Randy Orton. Like, he's just at the snap of a hat, like, it's it's going to call it's it's going to be must see. Like I don't want to miss. I'm I haven't missed Raw since uh, I watched Raw last week, and I'm looking forward to not missing too many Raws while this storyline is going on. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> I'm the Fiend's biggest fan. I've been his biggest fan ever since he showed his face. Uh, it's been two years now since The Fiend has uh, made his return. And I love what they're doing. Raw was stale. It was stale. It was, it was unwatchable, really. It was unwatchable. And with the draft, they shook things up. You got The Fiend over there. You take the belt off McIntyre. You put it on Orton. You create this very diverse storyline uh, with Randy Orton and The Fiend, who have history. 
They have big history. You add an Alexa Bliss to the mix, I think it's shaping up to be something really, really good uh, between the Fiend and Randy Orton. I'm excited for it. Randy Orton is arguably top five, top ten ever in WWE history. And with the potential that the Fiend has, I think this is just perfect for Randy Orton to be the guy to continue to push the Fiend forward. Um, I look forward to the mind games um, when Randy Orton was coming out to be on a moment of bliss. The lights went out, and the fiend was just standing next to him, just staring at him. He didn't touch him. He didn't. Look, he didn't do anything. He was just staring at Orin. Mm-hmm. And then the lights went out, and he was gone. So this is reminiscent of the Undertaker. You know when those mind games get going, and if you could penetrate Randy Orton like that, the Legend Killer, the 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 sick sadistic mind, the way he moves about things, I think it's great TV because mm-hmm. it's always Randy Orton on the other end of the stick. He's controlling the mind games. He's doing what he wants to do, but he don't have that advantage this time around with The Fiend. So I'm looking forward to what ultimately comes out uh, between uh, Randy Orton and The Fiend uh, with the WWE Championship in the mix. So looking forward to that. All right, last but not least, man, they got it right. Sasha Banks retained <laughs> the SmackDown Women's Championship, defeating Bayley on SmackDown this past Friday night. I was going to have a riot if they put that belt back on Bayley, but they did not do so. The boss looked good, and she also got a new foe. That came out of this with the return of uh, Carmella coming back to the scene, which I like. Get Bailey completely out of here and let Sasha get going on her own journey. So, Black, what do you think about where Sasha is after the Bailey uh, feud? I was kind of shocked about the uh, the Carmella push. I, yeah. you know, Carmella really hasn't done nothing. I think is worth worthy of a push, but she's been going for a while. Uh, I guess they they probably see something there with her and Sasha, but. Uh, uh, I'm enjoying it, man. As long as Banks got the belt around her, you know, around her waist, you know, I'm cool. Yes. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of missing. I kind of was locked in on uh the women, but you know, Charlotte not being there, Becky not being there, it kind of, it kind of then took a took a big hit, took a big hit. Yeah. But you know, I I believe Sasha, you know, with the belt around her waist, you know, uh, it's looking up for the women's division in WWE. Yeah, I love Sasha being the champion. She needs to remain champion. There's nobody on that SmackDown roster who deserves to be champion other than her. Until Charlotte come back. It, wherever she lands. <laughs> wherever she lands. Oh, yeah, Charlotte right. ends up on Raw, she could end up on SmackDown. Because I love Charlotte. I love her. Y'all know how much I love her. Like, she is pound for pound the best in the business. I put her up against anybody in the business. Sasha Banks is not too far Behind her, in my opinion. But I'm glad WWE allows uh, Sasha to uh, remain champion. She looks great with that championship. She's great in the ring. Very entertaining. Very athletic. And without her and Charlotte and Becky Lynch and, and others, we, would be, we wouldn't be talking about women's wrestling right now. Back in the G, women's wrestling was the bathroom break. <laughs> back in the day, women's wrestling was dinner time. Hurry up, eat dinner, and get back out there before you know Stone Cold and one of them boys run out there. Mm-hmm. But it ain't like that no more. Uh, great match though with Sasha and Bailey though. It was as much as I dislike Bailey's character, she is game in the ring, mm-hmm. and I appreciated their match. But great job WWE for keeping that belt on Sasha and let her ride this out, man. She deserves this. She deserves it. All right, last but not least, Black Survivor Series is this month, November twenty second, I believe. Um, the WWE sent out a mass email. ESPN reported it. Fox Sports One reported. It, Yahoo Sports reported it. That there will be an official farewell send-off for the dead man. That's right, The Undertaker. 30 years in the business. They're running this series on The Undertaker, 30 Days of the Dead Man. I encourage everybody to go with, uh, watch it. I saw the first two episodes meeting The Undertaker and, and the Randy Orton um, piece that they did, the untold story with him and Randy Orton. If you haven't seen it, 
seen it, I encourage y'all. If y'all are fans of wrestling, fans of the Undertaker, please go watch this. But Black, the Undertaker finally getting his official send-off farewell. 30 years in the business. What's your thoughts on Undertaker being sent off uh, this month at Survivor Series? It's going to be a sad day, D. For sure. Like, uh, this is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Like, not having him around is it's going to be different for me. Because I'm used to him popping up, you know, at, at, at different, you know, yep. events and uh, pay-per-views. But him being gone, he deserves everything he's getting from mm-hmm. uh, the send-off to his own thing he got going on on WWE uh, Network. Like, yep. it, it, he deserves it all. Like, great. I hope the dead man can find a place where he can still be connected with the WWE and do things behind the scenes. But, man, one of the greatest all time. You're going to be missed, especially for me. You're going to be missed. Yeah, I love it. I love that the WWE sent out this uh, mass uh, email to everyone, and everyone's talking about it. And I'm interested in what they're going to do. You know, if you know anything about wrestling, they send off their the, the retired guys, the guys who are going to be gone from TV. They always involved with something. So it's not going to be just Taker coming out saying thank you for everything. No, nah, they're going to let him be a character one last time. Someone is going to get in the undertaker's way and piss him off so i wonder how they're going to treat it i've been trying to find is is he going to have one more match is it just going to be a moment like what is it going to be and wwe and triple h are tight-lipped and i like it because that means they're planning something uh for taker to go out uh the way that he's supposed to so um undertaker one of the goats one of my favorites to watch he's probably the most polarizing character ever in wrestling period Mm -hmm. The Undertaker. So I'm very, very interested to see what they do. And I'm excited for Survivor Series too. You got all the champions versus champions. Yeah, you got Orin versus uh uh Roman Reigns. Reigns. You got uh uh <laughs> That's gonna be a good one. Yeah, you got Trash Bobby Lashley, uh defending oh. the United States Championship against uh uh man, I can't forget this dude named it the Intercontinental Champion. Zach's Sami Zayn. Um, I don't really know about that match, but we'll see what we get. We got the tag champions. I like it. The New Day versus the uh, what, what's my man? Uh, Come on, man! Don't let me down, uh, Black. Bro, I can't think of his name. Uh, the New yeah. Day versus the We Want the Smoke dudes, man. I can't think of his name. Street Profits. Street Profits. Street oh, okay, Profits okay, and the New okay. Day. That's gonna be a real good one. Yeah, I like the Street Profits. I like. Profits. I like them. I think they need a little more push, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I, I really like what the. Uh, yeah. What uh, Street Profits are doing. Yeah. You got Sasha versus Oscar. So you got, and you got traditional five on five matches, but we'll get into those as we get closer to Survivor Series, man. So yeah, WWE listeners, wrestling listeners, hey, man, Black, we are back trying to get back into the fold. Don't worry. We're going to be diving into that AEW bag as well. Uh, I saw the, some of the highlights from their pay per view this past weekend. It had Gang Grill. Show up mm. on there. You got Matt Hardy over there. You got uh, Shane Helms over there. The Hurricane main appearance. So they got some stuff going on at AEW, but your sports desk, sportsologists will be getting into it. All right, man. That's pretty much it. We're going to get into some other news, and we are going to get out of Dodge. Like, we're going to have kickoff has already started. I can't really see with said and black in my way. The kickoff started for the Bucks in the uh. Yes. Okay, so let me get uh let me go ahead and wrap this up so I can get out of here. All right. All right, here we go, man. The NBA, the National Basketball Association, look like they'll be making their return on December 22nd. I think it's too early. I think it's too early. Said said it was too early. I know what the commission is doing. He wants this Christmas Day 
He don't want to miss it. He don't want the NBA to just jump on the train in January. LeBron James and others uh, wanted the lead to come back on Martin Luther King weekend. I said, okay, because, you know, the NBA, they, they, they do a big for MLK. So I said, okay, I feel that. But I think Adam Silver, with the NFL winding down, college football winding down, but then they come back on Christmas Day. Christmas on a Friday this year. So they can get out and you can get some big opening games on Christmas Day. I don't think Adam Silver want to pass that up. But will we see superstars like LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, will they be missing a lot of games in the first half of the season with them coming out this bubble? I guess we have to stay tuned and see what we got going on. Like what you got? I mean, excuse me, say what you got. Uh, I was thinking about this the other day. So what are you going to do with free agency? You got free agency, it's, it's, the draft. Oh, week. okay. I, didn't, I hadn't heard anything. The draft at the end of the month, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I hadn't heard anything about yep. that. So mm -hmm. that's all I was yep. curious. Yep. So what's coming up? It's coming up. All right, man, so Shadur Saunders, four-star, dual-threat quarterback, um, commits to his dad. All right, Deion Sanders' son, uh, Shadur Sanders, will be going to Jackson State to play for his father. I think that's dope. I think it's dope for him to get an opportunity. Deion Sanders said the best as far as, as, far as uh, press conference. He said, look, if you can play, they will find you. If you can play, they will find you. But we'll see how that works out with Shadur Sanders going to play for Jackson State. Canelo Saul Alvarez is now a free agent. And he is now set up to be his own boss. Canelo Alvarez is done with Golden Boy Promotions. And he says he will be his own man the rest of the way. A la Floyd Mayweather. Canelo, great move. You don't need anybody to promote you. No, don't. You're going to be the man. You're going to make a lot of money. And you're gonna ha you don't have to give Oscar De La Hoya no more of your money either. All right. So shout out to Canelo Alvarez. Black, give me some news about Terrence Crawford, man. What we got this weekend? Yes, Terrence Crawford is back this weekend. Saturday night, 9 o'clock. Uh, he will be fighting Cal Brook on ESPN free. This is a free fight. Yes, Number one yes. pound for pound in the world. Terrence Crawford is back in the ring on Saturday night. Yeah, look forward to seeing that, man. Big Ter Terrence Crawford fan. Big year for boxing. I hope that Brook and Crawford get in there and give us a great fight for free to kind of amp up and juice up everything uh, boxing has going on. So looking forward uh, to seeing that. And last but not least, the producers from The Last Dance, all right, they are set to start filming a Stone Cold Steve Austin documentary. Hmm. That raised my eyes because The Last Dance was done beautifully. It was. It was done beautifully, man. So looking forward to seeing what they come up with. And this documentary is set to premiere in 2021. So we're hmm. going to get it real soon. So we got a Hulk Hogan documentary on Netflix. We got a Vince McMahon documentary on Netflix, and then we'll have a Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, documentary this year. Uh, it's time for it. And the last great documentary I've seen on a wrestler was that 30 for 30 with Ric Flair. Yeah, that's like, been the last need, one. We need more stories like that. We need we one do. on The Rock. We need one on Team Extreme. We need one on the Attitude Era. We need those types of documentaries. And Ric Flair's on was done great by ESPN. Beautifully. Beautifully. Yeah. Beautifully. Beautifully. All right. All right, man. So that's going to wrap up our other news. That's pretty much all we got for this week. We want to thank our college football correspondent. Cedric Farr, a.k.a. Tyrone Coppel, a.k.a. Gators Maine, said, you got anything before you get out of here, bro? Appreciate y'all boys for having me on once again. Great weekend of football. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to get back in and do it again with y'all. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, Said As always, man, coming through and livening up the sports this, man. We always appreciate when you're here, bro. Black, anything before we get out of here? Yeah, man, we just, I, we appreciate all the love, Said We appreciate you for always coming through, man, showing mm -hmm. love. 
We appreciate you here at the Sports Desk. All our listeners, we appreciate all the love, every, everything that y'all do, all the support we get. We love y'all, man. Um, you can hit me on Instagram and Twitter at BlackENL3, man. Y'all hit me up. Yes, sir. Say what can they find if they want to talk that talk with you, man? On the Twitter, as you would say, <laughs> Gators, man, a.k.a. Tyrone Koppel. Yes, sir. I'm your man, Deja L. Hicks Jr. And no, my middle name is not Lamont. That is just something that said rolls with. And it's fine because it is absolutely hilarious. When he calls me Lamont. But uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Deidre Hicks Jr. Um, hit me up. Chop it up. Let's talk, man. I, I love it, man. I lo- Twitter has become my favorite app. It's, it's become my favorite app because you can just engage and just go to war, war with your words, man. Especially with this sports. It is a great place to bleed. But, yeah, you can find me there, man. Let's talk about it. Um, thank y'all. Like Black said, man, all support, man, from listening to us every week, Spotify, SoundCloud, the NPN Network. Shout out Al Pete and everything over there, NPN, uh, Reduce Lunch. Uh, shout out Fred. Shout out B, man. We just really, really, really appreciate all the love and support that we get weekly. We're just going to keep giving y'all this dope content, man. So anything y'all got, man, or disagree with, have opinions on what we talked about on episode 85 of the Sports Desk, y'all let us know. That's what we're here for. We want to talk to y'all. Yeah, so y'all talk to us. That's how we're going to give it up, man. But we'll be back real, real soon. These sh- these episodes and these shows be dropping really, really fast. So we'll be back really, really soon. But uh, you guys stay safe out there. Y'all be cool. And we'll catch y'all next week on episode 86 of the sports desk. The answer is no, 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 It's time once again for everybody to come aboard the. It's time once again.